You are listening to WERA 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. This is your girl Yazzie Speaks on another episode of Millennial Minds. This evening, we have Mr. Isaiah Swift. He is the author of Unlock Your Greatness, and he's a finance major at Norfolk State University. Hi, Isaiah. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure and an honor to have you. Mr. Isaiah just turned 21, guys. Yes. Tell us who you are, Isaiah. You are a shining star and a a celebrity. Thank you. So I'm I'm Isaiah Swift. I'm a finance major at Norfolk State University. I am a rising senior on my my way out of uh, college. And uh, recently I published a book entitled Unlock Your Greatness. And basically the story in my book was how I applied myself in high school, um, was raised, didn't really have a lot of money, didn't think college would be an option, and I took advantage of a lot of scholarship and volunteer opportunities and internship opportunities in high school, uh, applied myself. Graduating Upon graduating from high school, I received a internship at the Fortune 500 company. I had several uh, hundred volunteer hours, and through those experiences, I took advantage of a lot of uh, local scholarships in my community. And so I was able to go to college uh, on a full-ride scholarship, and I received over $100,000 in scholarship offers. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the most exciting thing about the book, once you read it, is that I uh, went, graduated from college, graduated from high school, went to college for free, and I graduated without a full-point of GPA. So the story is called, the title is called Unlock Your Greatness. And basically it just, for me, it meant that you can be anything that you want without a uh, given into those limiting beliefs and uh i came out last it came out a year ago i treated like it came out yesterday it only came out a year ago i thought it it was wow okay roughly a year ago last last april so when i met you the book was brand new uh the day i met you was the day after it came out that is amazing isaiah yes thank you for giving us this great snapshot of how you progressed um from high from you know youth to high school to college you got over a hundred thousand dollars in college offers and you got a full ride took advantage of these wonderful internships and but i heard you say you know that you grew up you you grew up not having a lot of money and you thought that college wasn't an option so can you tell us a little more about um your childhood if if you will and um why you thought the college wasn't an option like what was it about your about your um, neighborhood or your school or like your surroundings where you weren't really sure at the time whether or not college was even an option well a lot of times you uh, you know I came from a single parent home and so my mom she really uh, tried her best to provide and, and give things for me and uh, both of my parents, they were great, at, you know, to be honest, but they weren't married. And so, uh, but there was always love in the house and love growing up. And um, my mom had me while she was a student in college, but then she ended up dropping out. She had to work, provide for me and everything like that. And so I just, uh, you know, college, it, it was something that she had always talked about. But like I said, I, I was not uh, the sharpest tool in the shed in high school. I didn't even graduate with a 4.0 GPA. Um, my grades were were average. And when you are in high when you are in high school, all you hear about is go to college, go to school, get a good degree. Mm-hmm. 
but mm-hmm. nobody really sits you down until the end and, and breaks down the cost of how much co- college actually is. And that's, you know, factoring it. Once you think about out-of-state tuition, sometimes the, that price is upward, you know, almost $200,000. And so mm-hmm. when I say college wasn't, wasn't an option, I'm, I'm really thinking, like, is this something that I really want to do? Is, is it something that would be possible? And so um, I, I just I took advantage of uh, scholarships. My, my very first scholarship, I won $125. And mm-hmm. I felt like you couldn't tell me nothing. You thought I would have won a lottery <laughs> with that $125. <laughs> but my, my teacher, one day she stopped me in the hallway and she said, Isaiah, it might seem like a little bit of money, but you're going to understand one day you get to college, you know, that's that's the cost of a book. And so that, that $100 adds up and those thousands of dollars add up. And after winning my first scholarship, which was $425, I kept applying to more and more and more. So it was almost like I was just, uh, I got caught up in the fact of applying and not even focusing on how many scholarships I was applying to. And that's the thing I think a lot of students uh, really, that just uh, turns them off is they, they look at the requirements and the um, the uh, prerequisites for applying to scholarships, the essays and the transcripts and everything like that. That it, it um prevent that sometimes prevents them from actually applying, but you can use pretty much the essay over and over again for different scholarships and just get one polished essay, and and use that over and over again to uh, you know go out and get that money because the money is out there. Mm-hmm. You just have to go out and get it. And like I said, the thing that motivated me was getting that first scholarship for one hundred twenty five dollars, and then that ultimately led to. The $1,000 scholarship, uh, renewable scholarships, I think the biggest one I, I received, if I'm not mistaken, was like a $5,000 scholarship. And then I received a grant that covered my, my four-year tuition. And so all that money added up after um, after a while. So Wow, Isaiah, that's amazing. So Thank you. was there anyone who, how did you find these Because Because it's very easy for adults and for teachers and counselors to tell high school students you know <clears throat> just apply to a lot of scholarships but where did you did you have a did you have help or were you just like researching these scholarships like how did you find out about all of these different scholarships that you are applying for so one it was I was very proactive because after I won that first $125 scholarship that was that I found out about that through a local uh, credit union that I was a member of and so a lot of these scholarships, the credit unions, banks, nonprofit organizations in your community, uh, churches and things like that, YMCA, even um, I had a part-time job at Chick-fil-A when I was in high school. I found out they offered $1,000 scholarships. So nice. pretty much if you think about anywhere of your community, any in your community in um, uh, organization that you might be associated with or a family member or somebody you know is associated with, pretty much everybody is giving out some form of scholarship or college assistance. So you just have to be proactive and find them. Secondly, I communicated communicated it with my guidance counselor. And I know everybody doesn't really have that relationship with their guidance counselor, but I would just say try and communicate it with your guidance counselor. If you find your guidance counselor isn't really pushing you or, or just being lackadaisical, you know, we all have that one teacher that we're cool with in high school communicate that with that teacher and and get other people you know also in the in that process of helping you find money and so once other people see that you're being proactive and you're really working towards finding scholarships they'll start sending you offers 
Um, so I was just I was I was always like on the lookout for whatever. And and you know there were also times where I did apply to scholarships and I didn't win, but I didn't let that uh, discourage me from applying. And um, thirdly, I was always in in something in uh, high school, whether it was NHS, FBLA, DECA, uh, IRS, NAACP, uh, (laughs) EPA. I was in in everything in high school. I was an office assistant, and so I had a really great relationship with my principal, and that led to my senior year. She she wrote me a recommendation letter, and that looks really, really good. You can get the principal of your high school to write a recommendation letter because most most, – Scholarship committees, they're so used to seeing, like, a, a recommendation letter from your teacher or somebody like that. But when you can get, like, a principal or somebody at the top, like a community leader or something, to get one for you, I highly recommend that because you, you'll stand out. And and when uh, scholarship committees see that, they will really just take an interest in you. And then um, my book is also available for free on out there on the internet, um, my website www.isaiahswiftearlyregister. Uh, you get the book for free, and then there's a webinar up there. Where you sign up for free. I teach you how to write a book. So all of that is is for free. I give it to students. So resources are available out there for them for you all to take advantage of. Oh wow! Yeah. What you said your I'll book? I put that out. Yes. On your website? Uh, www.isaiahis A-I-A-H, SwiftEarlyRegister.com. And I I do a webinar you sign up for free that teaches you how to write a book. And then after you uh, sign up for the webinar, which is for free, you get an opportunity to get the book for free as well. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, now, am I too old to sign up? Anybody, I want, I want the eighty-year-old, eight or eighty-year-old. I don't care. I love that. Yes, Isaiah. <laughs> so that leads me to my next thought, and yeah. thank you for that because you just shared some really, really great advice, and and um, a lot of high school students don't don't realize that um, yeah. the different things that you said. So tell us what, how old were you when you started writing your book? What inspired you to write the book? And tell us more about Unlock Your Greatness and like what we can expect in reading your book. So there's a, a publishing company called Maddox Publishing, and I reached out to them just by clicking on one of their Facebook ads one day. And I signed up for a, a free call, and about a month later, a guy called me and he said, Hi, I saw that you put in a request to, you're interested about writing a book, and I at that time, I was the uh, intern for a clothing company, and so that was my book wasn't going to be about how I went to college debt free. My book was going to be about me building this six figure company while in college, and I wanted to write a book about it, or I had, at least the company was on track to do six figures. So we said, well, you know, you should talk about your story. You would relate to a lot of middle and high school students. That could lead to the book being in the curriculum one day. Like there's so much you could do with what you've already accomplished. You know, you're a young um, black male. You went to college debt free, and you can write a book teaching middle and high school students how you receive scholarships to go to college. So that led to me signing with the publishing company, and uh, that a lot of how that was funded, which was uh, through school money at the time, because I was a sophomore in college, and I just tell people all the time, like, listen. If you have the, I don't care if, if something costs a million dollars, you just have to work ethic to go in and, and sell. You know, like that is all a part of making an investment 
in yourself. And I think a lot of people are don't, don't really like doing that because it's uncomfortable. But ultimately, like, it will help you more than it will hurt you. You know, you'll grow. And that that's what it was for me, which is why I signed to the publishing company and got my book and my message out. And what you can expect in Unlock Your Greatness is just uh, you'll, you'll really take a, a look into um, my childhood, how I was raised and reared. Um, my mom, you know, really instilled in me a lot of important values and everything like that. And uh, a lot of struggles, things that, you know, I went through in high school, insecurities, but how I was able to overcome and persevere and uh, everything pretty much leading up to um, this point. And so it's a really, really great story, really, really great book. And uh, I, like I said, it came out a year ago, but I treated it like it came out five minutes ago. That's my I book right it. there. I love, <laughs> that's, I love that's it. my book that's so amazing Isaiah. unlock your greatness and you're very yes. you're extremely and i know you've heard this a lot and it is true you are extremely wise for your age thank you uh, you're welcome i'm old you're old soul huh <laughs> i love it i'm old soul too trust me people were saying the same thing to me when i was 20 15 so, but what is it, um, where did you get your passion, your drive, or should I say your wisdom from? Did it come from your mother? Did it come from um, your faith base or from just loving school? Like, have you always been very curious and driven? Like, how, how did you, how did you come to understand this concept that you mentioned of investing in yourself? Because you're right. A lot, a lot of folks of all ages um, find it uncomfortable. A lot of times you have to step out of your comfort zone. A lot of times you have to to invest in a class, spend some money, travel somewhere, or, you know, like you said, try to publish your own book, step out of your comfort zone, something that you've never done before. And a lot of people are very intimidated by that or they they are uncomfortable. They refuse to do it. But where do you get your wisdom from and also um, this understanding of the importance and the necessity of investing in yourself? Well, I tell people all the time, like, if you want to have a conversation with somebody like Warren Buffett or Bill Gates, one of the best things to do is just to read one of their books because it's almost like the, the mind of the author is uh, in the pages. And so after a while, after reading their books, they're either going to answer one of your questions or you might have like a, a question in mind that's probably like, well, already going to be answered. Same thing. So that's how I gained a lot of my wisdom and understanding It's just by reading a lot of the book, a lot of books, uh, the, the Bible, uh, greatest investors in the world. Like I said, Warren Buffett, uh, you know, Oprah Winfrey, I'm reading a book by her now and I think it's called her story. And uh, so the list goes on and on, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So books like that is how I gained an understanding of how the world operates, the economy operates, and just getting that wisdom from other wise people. And I know it is it's difficult. It is difficult to sit down nowadays because we live in the in the digital age mm-hmm. and and actually finish a book and read a book. Mm-hmm. But I really do strive to uh to make an effort to do that more often. I try my best to listen to podcasts, but I'm really um. Books are like my favorite thing to do now, and I don't know if anybody else likes doing this, but I'm I'm like a Barnes and Nobles guy. Like that's just my new favorite. That's the club right now for me. Nice. Go on Barnes and Nobles, go down. The, I go down the business section of that store, and I just pick out like four or five books and just sit there. They even got a, a whole cafe that you can go order, get some food, and just sit and read books. You don't even got to pay for the book. I don't know if that's wrong or not. But, you know, it's, it's seats in there. Just sit down, 
grab your book for a few hours and really uh, feed your mind. And, and that's how you get, you know, that wisdom and that understanding at your age because, you know, YouTube, it's nothing wrong with that. And there are a lot of educational things on YouTube and on social media. Only problem with that is you go up there and you say you're going to do something and, you know, for five, ten minutes, and the next thing you know, you're up there almost half the day because there's so much information up there and you just get like this information overload and it's just too much to take in at one time. And so that's the only thing with, with trying to, to study on the Internet. It requires so much discipline, which is something a lot of teenagers, you know, don't have yet. So that's why I recommend reading, because at least if you have like a book, you can focus on that book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, or at least like one book at a time or something like that versus clicking on 10 different videos, you're going to forget what was said in the first video. Then it's, it's just going to be a distraction from that point on. So, mm, That's amazing, Isaiah. That's a word. That's a word right there. I like what I you know. said. I like you said that Barnes & Nobles is the club for me right now. I love club. that. That is a quote. That is a quote right there. <laughs> I've been to two clubs. One, one, one club and that's Sam's Club. That was the first club I went to. <laughs> 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 Sam's Club and Barnes and Noble. Oh my goodness, I love it, Isaiah. What year are you in um at Norfolk State University? Junior. And you're a finance major. Yes. Okay, so tell us how you, your um college experience has been thus far, and what you're thinking about, or ways in which you're thinking about using your uh, finance major. I'm not going to lie. I want to change my major every week. Really? I chose, I chose finance because my mom was in banking for 20 years. And at that time, when I was transitioning into college, I really wasn't sure what it is that I wanted to do. And I knew it was something like money related because I, I always had I always had an interest in learning about how the economy operated. Mm-hmm. Then I got to college and I said, well, I'm already halfway through. Pretty much I'm, I'll be done after this year because I'm going into my senior year doesn't make sense to change it because then I'll be in college, I'll be in school longer than anticipated. But yeah, I, I've, I've developed so many interests. Like ever, I, when I first wrote my book, I didn't really understand the leverage that came with writing a book. Mm-hmm. I've already helped two people um, start writing their books. And for me, that was really, really huge because that's what it was all about. It was just about others learning from me and, really, you know, doing better and, and, um, you know, in their lives and everything like that. And so I was like, wow. And I didn't even charge for that. So then that led into me going into consulting, um, and and offering like a free webinar for others interested in writing their books. And then, um, I have a TEDx coming next month. I'll be all the way in California. Congratulations, <laughs> yes. Isaiah! On the on the twenty sixth, uh, and so and all of that is going now. To what what the, TEDx um venue is this? This is at uh, Los Altos High School. It's about ten minutes from uh, San Francisco. Did you say Los Paltos or Los Alto? Los Altos. I, I, you Los know, the, Altos. California has like a, a mixture, right? Over there, so yeah, Los Altos, California. Nice, and you'll be giving a TED talk. You said when? On March 26th, uh, oh. to about 150 high school students. Wow. My first TEDx, actually, that it will be my first um, speaking gig of 2019. Because mm. I've taken, I've been focusing on getting some of these classes narrowed down. I really don't. I try to, I try to not to do speaking gigs 
until like maybe closer in the spring or the summer so it doesn't interfere with my Classes. school and, and everything. Yeah, so um, my first speaking gig of 2019, and I'm looking forward to it. Like I, I, I've, I've, I'm getting so much stuff ready and geared up for that because I'm going to do like a behind-the-scenes video uh, following up so people can actually see like my process and journey and everything like that. But mm-hmm. I want others to know it didn't happen overnight. Like I've been, I'm probably going to put a post up on Instagram because I haven't been up there in a while. But I'm probably going to like do a show everybody at least four of the um, TEDx applications that I've gotten denied from. You know that I that I didn't get a chance to speak at, so people can see like you have to keep trying and you have to keep persevering until you get that yes and everything. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I mean I have them. I keep all my no's. I look at them because that, that's what keeps you going, that, you know, that rejection. And really, it's not even your loss. It's, that, it's their loss. So. Mm, wow. That's powerful, yes. Isaiah. I love it. Wow. Did you guys hear that? Isaiah said he had, what, four no's for TEDx at talks? At least four. Wow. Oh, Before he got to now doing a TEDx talk all the way in California, he's going all the way from the East Coast to the West Coast. Big ups, Isaiah. That is exciting. And I know those youth, those young people are going to learn so much from you. And I think it's so amazing that you do these webinars right now for free. And maybe um, as this is part of your passion, and I know that you're already starting to do it. Maybe you might just go into business for yourself. And because that's something that a lot of people want to do. So many people have these amazing stories that could be like autobiographical works or they've got these fantasy sci-fi ideas or, you know, mystery or whatever it is that they have in their minds and including myself. And they just haven't gotten it to translate on paper and figure out how to maneuver that process of publishing and you know getting a whether you want to get a deal or you want to self-publish and that kind of thing so I'm just this is amazing and you're help you're you are literally changing people's lives by helping them to unlock their greatness thank you this is so phenomenal well I I was going to ask you um, what is some advice that you have for young people, um, for high school students, college students, um, millennials trying to find their way? But you've already answered the questions. You've already <laughs> said, you know, keep going um, and and just, you know, d- just keep on working. Even if you get no's originally, keep working, keep persevering until you get those yeses. And what else? Um, you know, read, read books, read books. Um, what other, is there any other advice that you have? Yeah, I was, people always ask me, how did I get started? Uh, what motivated me to write my first book and, and how long did it take in the discipline and everything like that? I don't have a fancy answer. I always tell people I was started off bootlegging, writing all these long text messages. I looked at my phone. I said, I need to write a book. People ask me a question. I send them three paragraphs, three paragraphs, uh, answer. That's boot, a bootleg book right there. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But 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 it took me five months. I was a full-time student, and I, I finished the book. It required a lot of discipline. And, and also, I didn't tell anybody during that process because this is my belief that when you are working on your goal, it's the importance of working in silence. A lot of people tell what they're doing, tell their next move, 
And when you do that and you tell a million people and put the product out before it's fully developed on Instagram because you want to let the world know what you're doing, you actually slow down the process because then you open up yourself up to what other people think about you and what you should and what you shouldn't do. So nobody knew about my book until literally like the week before it came out. I showed everybody the cover and everything like that. And in my book, um, I, I, well, I didn't talk about this in my book, but I received a lot of scholarships. And a lot of times when you win a scholarship, you might get invited to a scholarship reception. Mm-hmm. And so the year before, you know what, this story is at the end. I haven't read that book in so long. But the year before I uh, went to college, I received a scholarship. I went to a scholarship reception, and there were about 800 people. So when I finished my, my in the process of finishing my book, I called the scholarship organization and I said, you all gave me a scholarship last year to go to college. Um, I wrote a book and I talked about my story and how scholarships helped me go to college for free. Can I come back at your event and speak at next year next year's event? And so they gave me about two minutes on the program. I actually went right before this huge um, um, see, uh ESPN Sports Analysis. I don't know if you know, um, what's that man's name? Oh, my goodness. I forgot his name. But anyway, I actually went right before him. I had two minutes on the program. And I, I well, you know, I got off that stage. I, I went to the back and sold my, my books. Oh, that's right. Sold my books, T-shirts, uh, two for 25. Um, I, I was back there selling it. So that's that's what it was all about, you know, having that book, making that impact, but also having that ability to really promote it, uh, promote your book, and not just let your product, you know, sit around and and not and not uh, be, you know, moving and things like that. So, mm, well, you and then are... we met. We met at the other event where I was selling products, and I think I, I spoke that weekend at um Diamond Challenge or something. Yep, uh-huh. that's where yeah, okay. I met you. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Well, Isaiah, we wish you continued success. This is only the tip of the iceberg, if that, the beginning of you continuing to unlock your greatness and helping others to unlock their greatness as well. So tell us where we can find, again, tell us your um, your website and tell us where we can find you on social media. The website is www.isaiahisai. Hold up. dot com. Social media, Isaiah Swift. I, uh, Facebook, Isaiah Swift. Twitter, Instagram, uh, Telegram, and Graham Cracker. I, I, everywhere, Isaiah Swift. <laughs> Telegram and Graham Cracker. Thank you, Isaiah. We look forward to having you again. Thank you. I appreciate it. Definitely, definitely. You are listening to WERA 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. This is your Yazzie Speaks on Millennial Minds. Till next time, peace.